0: We are going today, we are going to start Perek Nun in Tanya, which is on page IIN, opposite of page 138. <coughs> and we are now beginning a new idea, which is going to be a one Perek topic. Over the last while we've had sometimes topics that have taken multiple problems. and this is Perek Nun is going to cover one topic. And Periklun also is the conclusion of a much larger topic, so although it's a subtopic, a complete subtopic, but it's the conclusion of the larger topic. The larger topic is one which we started really. You can argue we started this in Periklamed Ches. That was a while ago. So in Periklamed the Alter Rebbe says, after having discussed in the previous chapters, the Alter Rebbe talks about Hamaisa Huo Iker. Well, the main thing is action, and the main thing is doing, and the main thing is actually doing a mitzvah. And if you don't do a mitzvah, you can have the best intentions, and you can have the most noble feelings, and you can have Ava and you can have yiras Sashem. But it all boils down to doing the mitzvah. And why is that? As the says, because Nis'Ava, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem has desired, He wants a Dira B'Tachtoynim, He wants a dwelling place in, in the lowest abode, in the lowest possible world, in the lowest realm, which is the realm of the physical, the realm of action. So therefore, Hashem gave us mitzvahs, which are action mitzvahs. That was in the previous chapters. However, in Lamed Lametchas, in chapter thirty-eight, says the Alter Rebbe. <coughs> Although taka, the main thing is the the main thing is the deed. Amaiso However, there's a very important um, something which is a very important um, quality which kavanah adds to a mitzvah. Again, without the actual mitzvah, nothing is worth anything. But once you're already doing the mitzvah, once you're already doing the deed, <coughs> so there's something which is the kavanah adds. What is the kavanah? The kavanah, as we mentioned many times, we're not talking about your awareness of what you're doing, which is very often the translation of kavanah. But in, in Tanya terminology, kavanah is a reference to Ahva Sashem and Yira Sashem. Kavan is your motivation. The love of Hashem, and the fear of Hashem. And the Altered Rebbe says they're very important. Why? Because they are the gadfin. They are the wings which take a mitzvah and allow it to soar to the higher spiritual realms. That's a, The Ava is one wing. Ava is the right wing. And Yirah, the fear of Hashem, is another wing. And with the two wings, when the person does a mitzvah, and the motivation of the mitzvah is Ahavah Sashem and Yir Hashem. So then the, the mitzvah gains a spiritual identity. The mitzvah has passion, it has excitement, it has enthusiasm. It's not a dry mitzvah. And that allows the mitzvah to soar to the highest worlds. It's like a prerequisite to the mitzvah. No, it's not a prerequisite uh, how, to the mitzvah. How, how do you do, how do you, have, how do you um, apply that when you're doing the mitzvah? What is motivating? Ideally, when you're doing a mitzvah, the reason why you're doing the mitzvah is because you love Hashem. And when you abstain from doing an Avera, it's because you fear Hashem. So your motivation for the mitzvah is the Avanira. When your motivation is Avanira, then the the Avanira become the wings. The kavana becomes the wings which allow the mitzvah to fly up to the highest worlds. In Perik Mem Gimel, In chapter 43, the Alter Rebbe begins to talk about different levels of Ava Sashem, or different ways of arriving at Ava Sashem. That started in chapter 43. Right now, we are going to be learning chapter 15. This is going to be the final chapter, talking about Ava Sashem, the different levels and types of Ava Sashem. So to recap the levels that we discussed up until this point. In chapter 43, the Alter Rebbe said that in general, there are two different types of Ava. There is the regular type of Ava, which is called Avas Olam, which is a human-generated Ava. That means a person contemplates Hashem's greatness and develops a love for Hashem. And then there's a higher level of Ava called Ahavarabah, which is an Ava, which is a gift from Hashem to very holy people. It's a gift from above. It's not created by human, by human endeavor, by human effort, but it's a gift from Hashem. That's what the Alter Rebbe spoke about in Perik Mem Gimel. In Perik Mem Dalet, chapter 44, the Alter Rebbe then talks about two levels of hybrid love. Probably you remember that term. Love, which is, on the one hand, it's partially a git from Hashem, but it's partially also developed by the human being. And those are the loves of what we called Kibra De Ishtad, Nafshi um, and Kibra De Nafshi Vesicha is when a person understands that Hashem is literally our life. Hashem is my life. Hashem provides me with my life and with everything that I have. So just like I love my life, I love Hashem. So this is a hybrid love. Why is it a hybrid love? Because on the one hand, the fact that you love your own life, it's not, that's not a product of your own work. That's natural. That's a gift from Hashem. But nevertheless, it takes our mind to apply that love to Hashem. So it's a hybrid love. It's partially natural within us a gift from Hashem, it's, it's natural to love our own life, but it takes our own um, contemplation and the, the, and our focus and our conscious channeling of this love towards Hashem. And the second sort of hybrid love is Kibradi Ishtadl, which is when we think of that Hashem is our Father. Mamish, he's our Father. Then just like we love our Father, we love Hashem. This is also hybrid love. Why? Because the fact that a person loves his or her parent it's not something which, it's not an emotion which you created, it's not an emotion you worked on. It's natural, it's a gift from Hashem. Yeah. So therefore, on the one hand, this is a gift from Hashem, but at the same time, it takes our effort and our mind work to apply that love, which we naturally feel for our Father, and to apply that to Hashem. So chapter 44, I spoke about those two levels of hybrid love. Chapter 45, Peyrek Memhe, introduces a new way of arriving at love for Hashem, which which uh, involves Rahman, evoking mercy, invoking our own mercy on our own neshama, realizing how our neshama is so trapped in our body, and how um, the rachman is, is on Hashem, that a part of him, a piece of him, a spark of Hashem, has to descend so low and to enter our body. And this invokes our our Rahman, our our compassion, our mercy, invokes Hashem's mercy, and Avraham, but we learned, Hashem then responds compassionately and allows us to experience a love for him. So another avenue to love is through awakening our Midas our mercy. That was chapter forty five. chapters forty six through forty nine, which we just finished, was a new a new concept of love, a new avenue to love, which is the love of La Lapanim, Adam, la Adam, which is the idea that, Human hearts naturally mirror each other. If one person will shower another person with love, the other person will respond naturally. So we had over here four prakim, four chapters that the Rebbe talks about. If you focus on just how much Hashem loves you, and just how much Hashem has done for you, and we spoke about in terms of Yisys Mitzrayim, spoke about it, how Hashem's love for us is even greater than the love He has for the Malachim. So that automatically awakens a love a reciprocal love back to Hashem. That's what we're holding right now. Chapter 50, a new level of love. And the level of love which we are going to be talking about in Chapter 50, the level of love for Hashem we're talking about in Peyer Nun, is the highest level of love possible. This is the highest level of all the levels that he's going to be talking about. In fact, this level of love is so high and so lofty that on the face of it, it would seem it can't even lead to Teira mitzvahs. That's how abstract it is. It can't lead us to studying teyrah and doing mitzvahs. Although, in the second half of the the al will show how even this love could lead to Teira mitzvahs, but that's how abstract this love is. It's a, a very, very high level of love. And with that, without further ado, let's let's get started inside. Again, Perik Nun, chapter 50, which is the last Perik and Tanya discussing Ahava Hashem. Peirek Nun, v'hine. Page Ayin. Opposite of page 138. Kol All the different levels and types of love. <coughs> which we just finished learning about. They all come from the right side. Ish Chesed. They are of the side of the Koihin. And the Koihin is as we know the Koihin is Chesed. V'nikra and all of this love, which we discussed up until this point, is called kasef hakadashim the holy silver. That's borrowing from the terminology used in Tanakh. Meloshin, because the word kasef, the word silver, the word kasef is related to the word nichsef, nichsavta, which means yearning and desire. Okay, we need to stop and analyze. Okay. Okay. Silver. How does it relate to that? <laughs> So we have over here, Dr. Rebbe introduced us to three different things just now. In this one line, Dr. Rebbe introduced us to three things. Love which comes from the right side. He said, Sitra which is related to the idea of a kohen, which is related to the idea of silver. Silver, kohen, and the right side. And just to give you a sneak preview, we're going to contrast that with another type of love which is going to be from the left side, which is the levi, which is gold? Which is better? Which is better, which is better, gold or silver? Gold. Gold, okay. <laughs> so the <Dr. Rebbe> says, <laughs> all of the loves that we talked about up until this point was of the silver variety. That's the type of love which the Kohen has for Hashem. And which the Kohen is from the right side. We're gonna explain all this soon and now in this pairic we're going to introduce a whole new level of love. And this is a love which comes from the left side which is gold and which is the aveda of the levium. So we're we're going to be introduced to a lot of new topics in this pairic and by the way you might right away become confused if if gold is higher than silver then levium should be higher than kehanim Right. Right. so we're gonna have we're gonna, have, we're, gonna we're, we're gonna have to address that. We're gonna have to talk no about that. Right Sorry, what? No. Koin okay, Godl would seem to be the highest matreiga, but the right. is gonna say over here that the void of the Levi is higher than the void of the Koin. We're gonna have to reconcile that with the reality, the which is that uh, krihanim are uh, are higher on the hierarchy than Leviim. We're gonna get there. We will get there. But first, let's start with the right and left. As we know, in Kabbalah, everything is divided into columns. There's the right column, there's the left column, there's also the middle column, but we'll leave the middle column, um, we'll leave it out for right now. The right column, as we know, is chesed, is kindness. And are um, represent the idea of chesed. Kohanim represents chesed. Be of the students of Aaron. The Madriga of Aaron was actually Rav Chesed. Not only Chesed, Rav, it's brought on. Avramavino was Chesed, and Aaron was Rav Chesed. Aaron's whole Avodah was Chesed. And what is, what is the job of the Kehanim? I happen to be a Kohen. I'm a Kohen. What is the job of the Kehanim? Levarech is Yisroel. Bi Ahava. Bi-ahava. Bi-ahava. Ahava. The job of a Koyen is the job of Chesed, is the job of ava. There's a beautiful word from the Rebbe, where the Rebbe talks about soon, uh, or so, soon in a few weeks we're going to have Parshish Tazria and Metzira. And we know that Allah is, when it comes to Metzira, <laughs> so a Metzira has to go, right, It has to go but who is the only one who can declare a Metzira? Tommy is a Koyen? Yeah. Is a Koyen? Which is interesting, because the laws of Tsaras are very intricate, They're very complicated, the laws of Tsaras. You need a big Talmud Chachem to decide whether a person can be, whether a person is of a tzayda or not. But if the biggest Talmud Chachem looks at the, at the nega, looks at the, at the discoloration and says, Tameh, it's garnished, it means nothing. And then you can have a 13-year-old little koyin. No. As long as he's following the directions of, in other words, he's saying, passing properly, he says, Tommy, it's Tommy. Why? It would seem that it's a technical diagnosis. Is it zaras? Is it not Saras? Why do you need a Kohen for that? for that? So the Rebbe answers in typical style of the Rebbe. The Rebbe says, the punishment of the Mitzayra is so severe. There is no other, there is no other sin which causes a person To have to, you know, even today, solitary confinement is the worst punishment that you can have in a prison. prison. Ah. Terrible. Solitary confinement. People argue that it's cruel and unusual punishment. Terrible. We human beings, we're social creatures. We need other people. We need that. There's nothing worse. And yet, the punishment of the Mitzayra is not only that he has to be (laughs) mechutzlamachana, but (laughs) he has to be alone, which means he can't even be together with another Mitzayra. He has to be alone. That's a very, very harsh very, very harsh uh, decree, very harsh gzera. Why is that? Why is that the punishment of the Mitzayra? Because the Mitzayra spoke Lashon Hara and therefore what did the Mitzayra cause? The Mitzayra caused the separation of, of friends, the separation of husband and wife. The Mitzayra brings uh, disharmony in the community. So the Mitzayra, his punishment is he has to sit outside alone, think about how difficult <coughs> it is to be alone and realize how many people did he make alone because of his Lashon Hara, how many people did he separate because of his Lashon Hara and then when he does tshuva he'll be healed and he'll be be readmitted but that's a very severe punishment because this crime is very severe but it's a very severe punishment you're expelling someone, you're rejecting someone, you're saying someone get out of here who has the right to tell, to go to yid and say you have to leave, you have to leave the community you're not accepted anymore. The only one who has the right to do that okay. oh, right is someone who loves every single yid. A <laughs> Someone who is mevarich is Someone whose job is to bench all yidin with ava. Someone who's a descendant of Aaron who's shalom of He's he's the only person who definitely he will pursue every other alternative. He doesn't want to expel yid. He doesn't want to. Eject a yid from Klal Yisrael, from the community. So therefore, he's the only one who's qualified. In other words, the only one who can reject another yid is someone who loves that other yid, which is a very, very powerful, a very, very powerful lesson. You know, you feel you want to reject someone. You feel that someone doesn't belong. And you have to ask yourself a question. Are you a koin? I don't mean biologically a koin. Do you love every yid? Do you love this yid also? And if yeah, you might come to the conclusion that this is what's necessary. Sometimes... A person needs to be excommunicated. Sometimes a person needs to be thrown out of the community. The damage he's causing is too strong. But the only one who can make that determination is a coin. Is a kohen. Very powerful lesson. And if you're not a coin, stay away. Don't uh, You. you have no right to expel another yid. Let someone else do it. It should not Are you be you. Talking any, any kohen? I'm I'm talking now more in the I mean, the halacha is any coin, but I'm right now I'm talking more of the symbolism be behind it kohen, the kohen, and by they bought it for money. They came coin gold. Right. They, they was not no, no, no. So that's... That the, the it's, not, it's, not, it's not a HaKliya coin. That's not a real coin. But I'm talking also in a deeper sense. The Rambam says that anyone... Anyone can be... In the spiritual sense, we can all be Koyhanim. We can all be Koyhanim. We can all... Anyone who chooses to devote their life to Hashem... The point is that to to expel someone, to to reject another yid, it has to be done only with love. But the bottom line is the koyin is the isha chesed. The koyin is a person of love. So therefore the koyin is associated with the right side. Why right? Because the right is chesed and the left is gvudah. For those who are watching the video, the right side also for you. (laughs) And you're you're right. So the Kohen is the right side. Because the Kohen symbolizes the idea of chesed. Now it would seem that Ava is automatically, Ava obviously is associated with the right side. Ava Ava is associated with chesed. Chesed. Comes along the Rebbe and he's going to tell us, and I know we didn't yet explain the gold and silver, we're going to get there, that there's actually a type of love which comes from the left side. There's a type of love which is gevura which is is void of the Levi, which is gold. What, is that? what does it mean that ahavada comes from the left side? So to understand this, we have to dig a little deeper into the nature of Chesed and Gevurah. Chesed and Gevurah are very often and commonly mis- misunderstood and misinterpreted as good and bad. Chesed is good and Gevurah is bad. I believe we've discussed this already several times in class that that's not the case at all. Um, we say, L'cha Hashem ha-Gidula givura is, is chesed, is midas ha So, both, both chesed and givura are the midas of Hashem. If they're both the midas of Hashem, they're both absolutely good. Givura is not bad. Givura is good. It's different than chesed, but it's also good. What is the difference between chesed and givura? So, the easiest way to, uh, to understand it is by looking at their physical manifestations here in this world. When we talk about chesed, what is the physical manifestation of chesed? Is water, and when we talk about gevura, the physical manifestation of gevura is fire. is fire. What is the what is the difference between chesed and gevura? What is the difference between fire and water? So one of the primary differences is that water flows downward, whereas fire is constantly moving it's upwards. Up, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. in the words of, in, in Chasidic terminology, either this is. Chesed is what's called ham which means bringing down, and gvura is ha which means lifting up, where in other times it's called chesed is milamayla lemata, from up to down, and gvura is milamata lemayla, down to up. What does that mean, practically speaking? That means that chesed means drawing down, drawing down Hashem unto this world, and drawing down... Um, drawing down kudusha into this world. Chesed is when the giver lowers him or herself down to the level of the recipient. I am giving. The giver gives to the recipient. That's like water. When, you, when the giver gives to the recipient, the, the giver is higher, obviously, because the giver has, and the recipient doesn't have. So chesed is that the giver is giving to the recipient. That's why it's compared to water. Givura, on the other hand, is I'm not giving you, I'm not coming down and giving it to you. You need to lift yourself up. Like fire, you need to lift yourself up and make yourself worthy of it, which is why gevura is associated with din, with justice. Because when you, when the person lifts himself up to the higher level, then he becomes worthy of it. And he just, it's not stuck anymore, but he justly deserves that's what that which he received. So chesed is reaching downwards. Gevura is always is always reaching upwards. Mm. We've mentioned this in the past. We've also talked about men and women, chesed and gvura. Remember that conversation we had? Men and women being chesed and gvura? Or men, and ch- men are chesed, the women are, are gvura? So, you're good. Zahar <laughs> chaste, and <laughs> isha yiras Hashem, Hita Saval. Right. On the, on the, 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 and we spoke yeah. about it, how... That also, you know, most people, when women hear that they're offended, we're Gevura, but if you understand what Gevura is, Gevura means lifting up everything. Chesed means drawing down, and Gevura means lifting up. Now, How does that associate with... Is that, is that so in is terms it? of Ava, Hashem, usually Ava, usually Ava is on the right side, which is Chesed, which is water. Me loving something, when I love something or someone, or when I love Hashem, that means that I would like to be close to Hashem. I would like to be close to that person. I'm drawing that thing near to me. Let's talk about specifically in Avas Hashem. If I love Hashem so much, I want to connect to Hashem. So I want to draw godliness down into my life. I want to connect to Hashem. That's chesed, the chesed of Hashem. That is a Ava which is on the right side. That is the Ava of the kohen. And then there's another ava, which we're going to be talking about here in this period, and that is the ava from the left side, the ava which is fire, and that is it's not about me. I don't have a metzias. I am nothing. I realize. I contemplate the idea of kula kame kolach shiv. I contemplate the idea that all the worlds are nothing, and I'm nothing. And the only thing that I want is is to rip out. Rip out of my wick, like a fire, a candle, the fire is constantly reaching upwards, it's stuck to the wick. But the moment that the wick disappears, the fire, fire goes up, right? Fires, the neshama, that ava is the ava, I don't want to connect to Hashem, I don't want to bring Hashem down to me, it's not about me at all, I just want to rip up and go up to Hashem, because it's not about me at all. I just want to become part of Hashem, I don't want to be anymore. That is the highest form of Ava, which is from the left side. It's from the left side. It's not about, I am me, I, I like who I am, and I'm happy about uh, you know, I, I want to be me, I want to maintain my identity and my mitzis, and I'm very important to myself, and I want to draw Hashem down into my life. That's Ava from the right side, from the right side. The much higher level of Ava is, it's not about me at all, to the contrary, I am moving up. I just want to, I have this tremendous thirst for Hashem and kolesa nefesh, which is the operative word over here, kolesa nefesh means my soul is simply expiring and wanting to move away from my body and wanting to go up and to connect to Hashem. And that Ava is gold. It's a, it's a much greater level of Ava. Al Rebbe says, all the levels of Ava we discussed up until this point is kasef. It's silver. It's the right side. The avayda of the kohen. It's the of the kohen. And in each one of them, there's me, and I want to be connected to Hashem. That's the right side. And then there's the Ava, which is like fire. The Ava on the left side, and that's gold. Just like gold. You look at gold, you look at silver, you notice there's between gold and silver. Silver is calm. It's placid. Gold has this radiance. this radiance, this shine, this sparkle. And that represents, the gold represents the desire of the neshama to absolutely just leave everything and connect to Hashem. And that's why I mentioned earlier, this love doesn't even lead to, it would seem, doesn't even lead to Torah mitzvahs. Because the Ava on the right side, if I love Hashem, and therefore I want to bring, I want to connect to Hashem, I want godliness in my life, so how do I connect to Hashem, how do I have godliness in my life, in my life as my life is, is through Torah and through mitzvahs. So therefore, all the levels of Ava we spoke about until now automatically lead to Torah and mitzvahs. But this level of Ava, what Torah, what, what mitzvahs? I don't want to be, I don't even want to be. All I want, all my neshama wants is simply to go up and to connect to Hashem. What reason? What means. Torah mitzvahs? Or, or, because or I contemplate that the whole, all the world is, is nothing. And the only thing is Hashem, and therefore I don't want to be. I want Kalei Shanafesh. My neshama, just like the fire, it's reaching up. It wants to leave the flame. Why does it want to leave the flame? Is it because it feels, if it leaves the wick, it'll become more complete. It'll become more whole. It'll become better. It'll become greater. To the contrary, it'll become nothing. That's the Avam on the left side. The Avam on the left side is... I'll become nothing. It's because it's not about me anymore. It's complete bittle. I lost my desire to even be. All I want is to become subsumed in Hashem and I shall become nothing. How do you achieve that? Though? We're getting there. That's gold. And this inter- what's interesting is, is that this reflects itself in certain, um, you know, gold and silver, physical gold and silver, represent. Represent uh, spiritual ideas. In other words, in this world, a Ava like gold and a Ava like silver. Interestingly, what makes gold and silver valuable? It doesn't tarnish and it's, and it's precious and it's not. I know. Not, not, it does. You can't find it. It's very. The Gemara says in The Gemara says Gittin. The Gemara says, talks about when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. So there was this wealthy woman who had gold and silver beyond. And that was the time of the siege of Shalayim. She sends her servant out, she gives her some, some, some money and says, go buy me some top quality white bread. Silver comes the student, the, the, the servant comes back and says, Sorry. Nothing. 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 There isn't that left in the market, but there still is whole wheat bread. Today whole wheat's more expensive. Back in the day, whole wheat was the cheaper bread. So the lady says, so go get me whole wheat. The servant obviously wasn't too bright. He comes back a little while later and says, there's no more whole wheat anymore. But there is low quality bread. So she sends him, so go get me the low quality bread. You should have had seichel in the first place. He comes back. He comes back and says, "Sorry, there's no, there's, there's not that anymore." Bottom line, there was, so I think if I remember correctly, he says, "So go get me bar. There's bar. Oh, he says, the- but there's bread. There's barley bread, which is even cheaper." She says, "Go get me barley bread." Comes back. That also is that. That also isn't there. Again, not too smart. This guy. He should have realized the the first time already. To, to, <laughs> there's nothing left. The bottom line, she's dying from hunger. She went. She threw. Took all her gold and silver from her house and she threw it onto the street, And she says, "What are you worth for me?" You can't get me anything. And there's a pasuk at I don't remember the, the pasuk right now, but something along the lines of they threw their gold and silver into the streets. I don't remember the exact words. And the Gemara says that this is a reference to this lady. I think her name was Marta, if I remember correctly. Gold and silver, if you can't buy any, if it has no buying power, isn't worth anything. no value. There's no value. Its value is its buying power. Which is interesting. If we understand that gold and silver are Ahava and Yira, Ava Sashem, two types of Ava, but also sometimes we talk about gold is, as gold as being Yira. What is the value of Ava, of Ava Sashem? What is the value of Yira Sashem? That which they can buy. What can they buy for you? Teira mitzvahs. When I love Hashem, and when I fear Hashem, I'm going to do Teirah Mitzvah. So they buy, they acquire for you the love for Hashem, the fear for Hashem, they acquire for you Teirah Mitzvahs. But what if you have gold and silver, and you don't acquire Teirah Mitzvahs? They have no buying power? If the gold and silver have no buying power, they're worthless. Which is a very interesting analogy when we're comparing our, the, the Ava and Yira to gold and silver. It's because they're comparable in that way, in that both of them, their, their value is only in as much as they get you something else. Gold and silver buy you the provisions that you need. And spiritually speaking, the gold and silver, they buy for you Torah Mitzvahs. Interestingly, the madrash tells us, there's a famous madrash that says that The world was not worthy of having gold. Gold is too fine for this world. So why did Hashem create gold? The Medrash says that gold was created only for the Mishkan. And by extension, the Beis HaMikdash. So gold can be used and abused in many different ways, but ultimately the only reason why Hashem created gold was for the Beis HaMikdash. And based on what we're learning now, we can understand what that means. It means that gold is this highest, highest level of Hashem. A love which is like fire, not like the love of like water. And that's a love which is so high. Think about that for a moment. All the other loves are predicated on self, predicated on my identity, on my desires to be more complete and to be more connected to Hashem. That's something that the world can relate to. The world is roi for that. The world is worthy of that. And then there is this level of Ava which is gold, which is a level which comes from understanding that the whole world does nothing. How does a person in this world arrive at a level of Ava, which is like Zav? Answers the magic you're right. Gold really doesn't belong in this world. It's too high. And the Abisha created it was only for the Mishkan, the Mishkan and the Vasuli Mishkan, the Mishkan within us. That's one idea. There's another idea which is pointed out. It's a very a fascinating idea, which is, that we know in halacha there's a concept called a Kenyan a Kenyan Khalipin. Kenyan Khalipan which is when you have when you have two uh, two objects and you want to exchange them, so you make a kinyan. Chalipin means an exchange. That's a type of a transaction. But money, you can't be coin of money with a Kenyan Khalipin. Let's say I have a bag of money and you have uh, you have a bag of money. You can't, a uh, Kenyan chalipin doesn't work with money. However, money can buy, money can buy an object. So the question is, so money can always buy an object. You can exchange objects or money can buy an object. You can't exchange money. This is in the in baba Metzia and Perek Hazov. Now, so let's say one person has gold and the other person has silver. Which one is considered the money, and which one is considered the object? Which, in other words, which one buys the other one? So question: the gold is the money, and the silver, yeah. So halacha says that the silver is the money, and the gold is the object. Why is that? Why is that? So the gemara says that even though that gold is more chashav than silver. But silver is more kharif, which means silver is more common, and silver is the, it's the going currency. Gold is not the going currency. Mm-hmm. Silver is the going currency. So therefore, if you want to know what's currency, what's money, the money is the silver. And the gold is the object because, because it's not as, it's not what's called the, it's not oivra la soicher. It's not something which is commonly, commonly transacted. This is why I and I've been. You need kesef you? so. Pinina so. Ben, uh, you don't need Dafka silver. You can you can use anything. You can also use a teddy bear if it's worth five shots. <laughs> <five laughs> <six. laughs> <laughs> it's not uh the meaning is we use kesef, but it's not uh it's not the halacha. Again the teddy bear has to be a very expensive teddy bear to use it, but it would <laughs> but you can use anything you can use shavak, also. Anyways. Um <clears throat> there's actually the Gemara says that one uh, that I think it was Rav who said that when I was young, I thought that gold is the currency and silver is the object. And when I got older I understood that no silver is the currency and gold is the object because the, when I was young I thought that the shivas of gold makes it the currency. But then I realized that the charifus, the common, the commonness and the uh, of silver makes it makes it the currency. And once again, once we, when we understand that everything physically is just a reflection of the spiritual reality, the same thing is true in, over here. We discussed two levels of love. All the, the previous levels of love were on the level of kesef and the level of silver. And now we're discussing a level of love which is on the level of zav. Which one is more khashiv? The zahav. The zav. But which one is the currency? Which one is common? Which one is the kharif? Yes. The kasif? In other words, the common love that everyone has is it's not a love where you completely just want to lose your identity and become subsumed and lost in the abish there. It's the more khashiva one, but it's not the more common one. So here we're talking about, in this perik, a very, very khashiva level of ava. A, level, a, 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 a ava which's on the level of zahav. Now, every word in Tanya is, is exact. And if you'll notice over here on page 140, the top line, he says, "V'nikra kessaf This love is called the holy silver. Again, that's from a. That's from a. Actually, if I I believe, it was last Shabbos' haftira. The words kessaf hakadoshim haftira for Shabbos parashas uh, shkollim. The words kessaf That's where the word comes from. And then he says that the word v'loshayn. The word kessaf comes from the words nichseif nisafdal lebeisavicha. What is the word? This is the words that. Lavan told Yaakov that you, nichsef, nichsafta You had this desire. He's connecting the word kesef with the word desire. Now, what kesef shows on a, tr- a desire for Hashem because it's related to the word nichsef, nisafta. Now, what are the extra words over here? There's some... E- I'll give you a hint. There are two extra words over here. No, nichsef, nichsafta He's trying to show the connection between kesef avicha. and desire. Lebeis Why does Dr. Rebbe include the words... It should have said, <laughs> What are the words adding? Now, true in the pasuk, it says, The love one turns to Yaakov and says, You desire your father's house. But we don't need it here. But what is it? And in, the, in Tanya, as we mentioned many times, every word, every letter is precise. What? Stuck in the house of Hashem. Sorry? house of Okay. Okay, so in other words, you're saying over it's connected to the house of Hashem, but there's also an there's the even deeper understanding than that. And that is that we mentioned over here that you have love from the right side. Keep on getting confused, right? (laughs) You have have the love on the right side, which is the love associated with water, kihanim, chesed. You have the love on the left side, which is associated with fire, levim. We'll get to levim soon. Actually, probably not today, but we'll get to that next week. And. New fire, Levim, and gold. The columns of right and left in the sphiras, so you have chesed. where does chesed derive from? <coughs> Sorry? What do you mean? From the from the right side. So on the right side is where we have Chachmah. And on the left side, we have Bina. You know, you have Chachmas on the right side, Bina's on the left side. Das in the middle. Chesed uh, uh, on on, on the right side. Gvura on the left side. Tveris in the middle. So, the right side, Chesed is related to Chachmah. And in Kabbalistic terminology, Chachma is called the father. The Abba ve'ima, the father and the mother, the father is Chachmah, And the mother, the Eim Habanim Smecha, the mother is Bina. So, nixef nixaf to lebe'i is showing on the connection between this type of ava sashem, it is derived from chochmah. As we'll proceed, we'll understand why that is. As opposed to the next level of ava, al altar is going to tell us the left side of ava comes from bina. So that's why the lebe'i associated with chochmah, and the next level of Ava is associated with the Bina. Let's look inside. Ah, however, two lines from the top, page 140. bechinas There's another level of ava. Ha'ilal Kulana, which is superior and transcends all the avas that we mentioned earlier. hazav Alakasa. Three lines from the top of page 140. Like the advantage of gold over silver. Vihi ahava kirish This is a fiery love. This comes not from Chesed, but from Gevura. The Bina ilah, as we mentioned, this comes from Bina. The, the ava from Chesed is derived primarily from Chachma. And this ava is, is derived primarily from Bina. Now, the truth is, all emotions derive from both Chachma and Bina. Chachma is the father, Bina is the mother. And as we all know, biologically, to have a child, you need both of them. So therefore, both Chesed and Gevurah derive from both uh, Chachma and Bina. However, just like physically speaking, when there's children, so um, they, both physically and emotionally or intellectually, very often a child will resemble one parent more than the other. So the same thing is also that Chesed resembles more, it it derives more from Chachma and Gevura is more associated with and derives more from Bina. Now, what is the second level of love? The Haynum. By contemplating the greatness of the infinite light of Hashem. And realizing the Kula Kame Kila Mamash Hashiv. And contemplating the idea how all the worlds are absolutely nothing. The, this is, you're talking, you're thinking about the distance. This is another difference between chesed and Gvura. Chesed is closeness, practically speaking, and gevurah is distance. All the avas that we mentioned in the previous chapters are chesed because we're contemplating Hashem's closeness to us. Think about the ava we just finished spending a few months talking about. How close Hashem is to us and how Hashem loves us. All of these are closeness. That's chesed. Now we're talking about ava, we're at the absolute distance. All the worlds are utterly inconsequential and insignificant before Hashem. I am so distant from Hashem. When a person contemplates this, the neshama will become a blaze and a flame. And with a desire, the glory, the splendor of Hashem's greatness, with a desire to just be able to gaze at the glory of the king Kirish and the soul will be like of flames of fire. Shall have as a tremendous, tremendous fire. which is reaching upwards. The neshama will be reaching upwards. Uli and the soul will desire to leave the wick and the wood, which is keeping it down. That's the body. and this is This is through an overpowering of the fire. We know that just, we mentioned earlier in Tanya, we mentioned this a little in chapter 1, then we mentioned a little later on in chapter 9, that just like uh, physically speaking, there are four elements. There's fire, water, wind, and, uh, and earth. Spiritually speaking, also there are four elements. So there's the spiritual, you say the H, the spiritual element of fire, which is in the godly soul. So, this level of love, this level of love, this golden love is activating the fire within the Neshama. So, you basically contemplating how Hashem is so much greater than all the worlds. Now, all the worlds is nothing, ignites the fire within the Neshama, the desire just to, to rip, rip away from this world and to connect to Hashem. And from this fire, umizab bali deit This brings the soul to have a tremendous thirst for Hashem. Heat causes thirst, as we all know. As the Apostolic says, as David HaMelech says, I thirst for you. My soul thirsts for you. So heat leads to thirst. What does thirst lead to if the thirst isn't quenched? If thirst isn't quenched, if thirst isn't quenched, the person becomes ill. The soul becomes lovesick for Hashem. And if the sickness isn't cured what happens <laughs> this leads literally to the soul posher ripping apart and going up to hashem As David says, my soul is literally expiring for hashem this is the zahov this is the gold standard of love the gold standard of love is it's not about me it's not about uh, me wanting to remain here in this world and me wanting my identity And me wanting to live a godly life, me wanting to live a life which is inspired by Hashem and connected to Hashem, I don't want this world. I don't want life. I want just to be connected to my soul, to rip away from the body and be subsumed in Hashem. The Rebbe points out something interesting, which is that many places in Tanya, when the Alter rebbe talks about love for Hashem, he mentions the idea of tzimoyin, of thirst. But in no other place in Tanya does the (laughs) Alter rebbe bring a a proof from a Pasuk. And over here suddenly we have, Why over here suddenly do we need a proof from a Pasuk that that it's possible for a soul to thirst for Hashem? So the Rebbe explains that the Chiddush over here is not that the person thirsts for Hashem. A person, the fact that a person thirsts for Hashem, we don't need a Raya from a Pasuk. We're all here, we all feel a desire to connect to Hashem. The chiddush over here is that the neshama has a thirst for Hashem. The neshama, which is a chilek kalekami kam imal, the neshama, which is a piece of Hashem. But it's so upset. Why? Upset because of what? Because of various No, there's no... We're talking here about a person who's on a high level. The neshama simply has a desire to return to the source and to go back to Hashem. And that's why... We bring our eye from this post, like Tzamaluch Hanavshi. Tzamaluch is from Kapitol Samach Gimel and Telem. I think we spoke about this recently. Elakim ele, ele, Kayli, Ata Ashachirak, right? Uh, 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 Davida Melach. Davida Melach is a tzaddik. The says, but Davida Melach didn't have it's a gave it And still, what does David Melach say? Abishter, hey, I'm desiring for you. Tzamaluch Hanavshi, Kamaluch, I'm sorry. Why? Because he was bemit by Yehuda. This He was mid by Yehuda. He was in a desolate place far away from Yerushalayim. Far away. Actually, it wasn't Yerushalayim at that time. But far away from, from the Mishkan, where the Mishkan was at that time. So this is David who was a completely holy person, but he felt that he was in a desert. And this is what he's trying to bring out of here. is not about a person who's feeling thirsty from Hashem because he's distant from Hashem. Because he's done a vedas. Or because, yes, uh, uh, the work... Or, we're talking about a holy person, but the tzimoyin still, like David HaMelech, there's this tremendous thirst that I think about the greatness of Hashem, and this whole world becomes completely unattractive for me. I want to sit here in the world and, and learn some Torah, and do some mitzvahs, and connect to Hashem. I'm not interested. Don't give me Torah, don't give me mitzvahs. I don't, the whole world is, is, is making me nauseous. All I want, my neshama, all I want is to go up, rip, rip apart from the body, and go and connect to Hashem. And this is the highest level of love, again, the love which is called... The love, which is like gold. Mekan yatsa It is from this love that we have the levim. Lamata, here in this world. I want to skip for right now the brackets. We're going to come back to it in a moment. So what is the of the levim? Laharim to lift up their voices with joy, with thanks, with vizimra, with zimra, with melody, with song, with nigun, with sweetness. Sasan, you see that? What's the, what, what did I just read? Which word did I just read? What word did I just read? That were benigun. And next word. With pleasure, mother's name is Neima. Here we have it in today's Tanya. v'neima, with a desire reaching up to Hashem and then returning back, she ava azazu. That's this type of level of tremendous love, and we'll stop over here. So the Avoid of the levim, the kahanu were busy bringing karbanos. What were the levim doing? They were singing. The idea of singing is halah. Singing is we all know. It's uplifting, it's elevating, because the Void of the Levim was the Void of fire. The Void of zav. So their love was zahav was greater than the love of the kehanim well, Let's go back for a second. <coughs> now let's go back to the brackets. brackets. And when Mashiach comes, Sha'ilam Yis'ala, when the world will be elevated, the Levim will be the kehanim This is to answer the question you asked earlier. This is what the Arizal, this is not a chidrush of the Rebbe, this is very big chidrush. The Arizal says, There's a pasuk that says, So the Arizal says in this pasuk, Meaning that what? Going back to what we said earlier, gold and silver. Gold is more chashev, but silver is more common. And therefore, because the avid of the Levim was so high, now we're in Golos, The Leviim can't be the ones on top, the leaders, because it's too high for us. But when Mashiach comes and the whole world will be elevated to the level of gold, who will be the Kehanim? Will be the Leviim. In fact, it's brought down so much so that Kehirach, when he came, and he came and he said, "I want to be the Kehanim Gadol," but he was really saying, "Was no, that was, this was his spiritual taina." He says Levim are higher it, than Kehirach was a Levi, and he's saying right. Leviim are higher than Kehanim. So I should be the Kohen Gadol. He was right, but four thousand years too early. Too early. Four thousand years <laughs> too early. Time. Yeah, yeah, but he was. It wasn't Stamatayne. In other words, based on the Chassidus and Kamala, Kehirach had, had a point. He says why 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 is it that the Kohen Gadol is is Kasef? I'm Zohav. I want to be the Korean Gadol. But they don't, when Mashiach comes, we tell the people, who is Cohen, who is Levi, who is Israel, who is Shevet Reuven. We don't know. It's all messed up. Yeah. Okay. So the Karen will be out of a job. You say? Well, next week. We we're, there's a lot. There's a lot more to talk about this. We'll do this next week. But I I want to. What would be the avoidance? I want to conclude more to more uh, music. Uh, what be the avoidance? We'll, we'll we talk about we'll talk about this more next week. And also the Salki Levim is not so simple. No. No. We're going to talk about it more next week. I want to conclude with another thought, which is connected a little to this week's parsha and a little to the tefillah series that we were doing over the last three weeks. So Rabbi Moshe was asking me also, why are you stopping Yishma Nasir? Why don't we do more? So I want to talk a little about Mincha today, but connected to what we're talking about over here and also connected to, to the parsha. We have, in this week's parsha, it talks about the. Construction of the Mishkan. And we know the Mishkan contained two Mizbechs. Mizbech Achitsein and Mizbech Avnimeh. Why did the Mishkan have two Mizbechs? Why wasn't one Mizbech enough? A Klotz Kasha, right? You need to bring Keteris? Okay. Why? That, in other words, on a deeper spiritual level, we know. That the mishkan, we, each one of us is a mishkan. We're, every single one of us is intended to be a mishkan. What is this? So what is the mizbeach? What is the inner mizbeach? And what is the outer mizbeach in our own Avoda, in our own mishkan that we have? So Chassidus is explained in many places that the difference between the, the two mizbeachs, one was outside and one was inside. One was outside in the azara, in the courtyard, and one was inside in the in the hegel. and this represents, according to Chizus, the penimi asalev and the chetzoni asalev. There is the external part of the heart; that's the outside mizbech. There is the internal part of the heart, which is the inside mizbech. What was the inside mizbech made out of? Zahav. Let's put let's start let's start putting things together over here. Zahav, right? Zahar. Zahar. Yeah. What is the difference? What is it, what, 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 what is the difference between the inside and the outside, the primi olive and the kashani olive? So it says like this: the outside mizbeach, what was brought under was karbanas, and the inside mizbeach, there were no karbanas. The only thing that was brought on the inside mizbeach was, was kateris. What is the difference between karbanas and keterus? Let's look at the let's look at the word. The word karban, it means to come close. What did we bring over there? We take the animals. And we'd be, you know, elevate them, take the animal within, elevate, try to come close to Hashem. The word katoidus, on the other hand, the word katoidus is Aramaic for the word, Hebrew is kesher. Nafshay kshura is not two things coming close, but two things that are totally Bye. connected, <coughs> absolutely connected one with another. When the, when the Rab Shimon bar in the day he passed away, he says, he turned, he said, And with one knot, with one connection, I'm like this with Hashem. That's much, de- it's a much deeper connection than carbon. So the outside Mizbeach was people who wanted to become close to Hashem. Kesef. There's me, I want to become close to Hashem. The inside Mizbeach, even though that Mizbeach was nechishis, we have to understand that, but the inside Mizbeach was we had the that's the inside of a yid's heart. The deepest level of Ayid's heart. Not I want to become close to Hashem. Not that I want to be me and come close. I totally, this is the, 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 the Ava of zav. I want to lose my identity. It's not about me at all. Just want to connect completely. Become subsumed in Hashem. That's the inside Mizbeach. And that's the outside Mizbeach. He said, when says, <clears throat> the one who says uh, somebody is nice, he said, yes, lev let zahar. Right. Let's connect what you just... Zohar, said. Zav is the highest. Now... What's interesting is that we know that our tfilos correspond to the karbanis. Shachris corresponds to the carbon tamid in the morning. Maidiv corresponds to the the Avarim, the different uh, the different uh, p- p- pieces of the animals that would burn the whole night. What does mincha correspond to? So most people think mincha corresponds to the Tamid shal ben arba'im, the afternoon Tamid, which is partially correct. But not completely correct. We all know there's a famous Machlechus, one is the time for Mincha. Machlechus, uh, and Brachis. Machlechus in Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim. Ha, so the Chachamim say the time of Mincha is all the way until night time. Rabbi Huda says, Plaga Mincha, which is an hour and a quarter earlier. And we know what's interesting is, this is one area where the Halacha has never been resolved. And that's why we say, Daavid, Kemar avid. Daavid, kemar avid. You want to dav Mincha before Plaga and Mincha afterwards, it's fine. Either way. What is the spiritual significance of this? The answer is, Rabbi Yehuda says that we're going according to Ktoiris. And that's why the Ktoiris was brought earlier. So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda says that Mincha corresponds to Ktoiris. And the Chachalim said that Mincha corresponds to Karbanas. That's the, that's the, the inner thinking of the Machleikis. <coughs> in fact, the connection between Mincha and Ktoiris is an apostle Cantilum. When we say, Tikain, Tfilasi, Ktoiris, Lofanacha, Masas Kapai, Minchas arf. So we see, we say, my tefillah, which is when, minchas by mincha. So there's a special connection, in other words, what we have over here is, is that mincha is connected both to carbonus and tectoirus. That's why the halacha was never established, because they're both correct. Mincha is the one tefillah that besides from being connected to carbon, is also connected to <sighs> tectoirus, which is why you have the idea of plaga mincha. So, whereas all the level uh, the the tefilah in the morning is the like a carbon, mincha is keteris, and that's why the Chazal tell us that adam a person should always be very careful about mincha because aliyo, anavi even aliyah anavi nana elba tefilas was only answered by mincha in the whole story of aliyah and Har Karmel the pasuk says it was when it came to the time of mincha that's when aliyah said aneni hashem aneni and he was answered why mincha. Because Mincha is Zahav. Mincha is the Keteris. That's what's special about Mincha, even more so than shachris. Why? Why is Mincha more special than Shah? We explained that it's Keteris, but practically speaking, why Mincha? Why isn't Shachas Keteris? Why is, Min- why is it at this highest level of love for Hashem, this Zahav, which we are talking about over here, why is it Mincha? by the way, who does Min- which, which one of the others does Mincha correspond kar- to? Yitzchak, which is Gevurah. Zahav, right? And shachris is Chesed, which is Avram. But what is unique about Mincha? What's unique about Mincha is, is that very often Mincha requires a tremendous amount of sacrifice, more so than all it fills. It's, it's the middle of the day. And the ability to be able to, you're in the middle of the business, you're in the middle of doing whatever you are, to rip yourself away from that, and to say, it's not about me at all, it's only about Hashem, that's from the Zahav, that's the K'tairos. That's the K'tairos. The K'tairis is, you want to know where a Yid is, you want to know if the Yid is the Zahav, is the gold. If the Ava is, is, is all about Hashem and not about Himself, the ish, the fire, the fire, the Keteris, that's in Tefil mencha That's why even al Yohanavi, He was only answered, Dafka by Tefil mencha To be continued to meet Hashem next week, there's a lot more on this topic of Kihanim and Malavim to be continued next week.